This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. And we are unmasking the Ennisfas saga, the missteps, money, the mayhem as well. And the organization Undoing Tax Abuse, also known as OUTA, has thrown a curveball into the ongoing drama surrounding student allowances and the questionable players behind the scenes. In a plot that seems pulled from a student activist book, we're exploring the recent uproar over third-party operators appointed by NSFAS to handle the distribution of student allowances. I mean, Step Up, Izaga, Coinvest, Tenetech, and Noraco. These are names that might be synonymous with all this confusion if you're a student expecting timely allowances. But joining us to help make sense of the situation is Rudy Heineke, a project manager at Outa. Good to have you on the program, Rudy. Firstly, give us uh, an idea of what your intervention is uh, surrounding this crisis. Good morning, Plantlan. Thank you for having us. Well, Alpha uh, started off uh, in the last year after we received information from whistleblowers as well as uh, students to look into the payment system that NASFAS was pre- uh, pronouncing that they're going to use and the tender that they put out. Uh, we asked NASFAS for you know the tender documents, uh, how the, the evaluation was done, the award was done, etc., uh, through a buyer application, and they refused to give us the information. We appealed that decision. Uh, again, they refused, and we said we had to take a decision. Are we going to litigate, or are we going to you know, um, put all our efforts and all our information behind the SIU and support them in their uh, investigation? Um, but it didn't stop there when we handed over this information. We received a lot of uh, other and new information, and uh, we decided to uh, update our investigation report of last year. And this was the report that was released earlier this week that we are talking about today. Could you uh, maybe explain to us uh, some of the specific irregularities and the shortcomings in this tender awarding for service providers? And what have you identified as out in your investigation of the NSFAS direct payment scheme? Well, I think, uh, first of all, it's worth to mention, uh, as we celebrate Women's Day today, that one of the service providers appointed a black woman to be the sole director of the company when this tender was submitted. And a month after the tender, uh, she resigned, and the male is now the sole director of the company. And this is problematic for us, uh, you know, in the sense that this is fronting. We qualify this as fronting, and it is unacceptable. Secondly, one of the other irregularities is that only two of the service providers are uh, registered for value-added tax as VAT vendors. Uh, and that causes a problem, and people will say, and I will demonstrate to you now why this is a problem, but people will say we quarrel about, you know, small change. But as a collective, um, you know, the students are going to pay to these two service providers for the remainder of the contract over 3 billion rand in fees. And that is not small money. Yeah. But to come back to the, to the VAT registration, the two companies that's not registered for VAT, they do charge VAT on the fees that they charge the students. Right. Um, I think we can, uh, we will recall that uh, the spokesperson of uh, NASFA said 12 rand, that is all that you have to pay. But it is, that is not, uh, you know, the whole truth, there's more fees, but on that 12 rand, all four of the service providers are yeah. charging the same fee. 
two of them, you know, that is included, and two of them that is excluded. So that is a, that is also a big issue. And I can carry on, and you know, we can talk for a day about uh, yeah. this specific tender. But I think what we what, what what we should keep in mind, and I think you know, the the CEO of NASFAS mentioned this when they launched the card. The big elephant in the room is the costs. Yeah. And that is the problem for the students because this is a very expensive scheme um, for them. If you think that, you know, uh, you get your money, you do two, two transactions, and 4% of your income is gone. I think that the listeners will agree that, you know, if you are forced by your employer to use a specific bank and bank account, and as soon as your, your money is in there, you know, 4% is gone. Uh, 4% of your income, and if you earn 1,650 rand a month like the students, or you know, 100,000 rand a month, a month, 4% stays 4%. And for these students coming from the poorest households in the country, right? Uh, you know, that amount of money is two or three meals. Now, you mentioned that the appointment, uh, or rather the appointed service providers, were awarded the tender without being registered as a financial service provider. How does this lack of registration impact the quality and reliability of the services that are being provided here? The problem is that nobody is regulating them. Hmm. Um, They have to affiliate with a bank and uh, who who is a a service provider, financial service provider. The problem that we have is that if something goes wrong, uh, you know, will that bank take the responsibility. Let's say, for example, you know, one of the service providers, uh, providers walk away with the, the 500 million rand that they must distribute in a month. Will the bank take responsibility? And with that, the, the professional indemnity uh, insurance that the, the, the service providers must take out is only for 20 million rand while they are moving and facilitating payments of uh, billions. Right, and that is a you know a concern, and and uh, uh, that is one of the problems that we've identified. Now, the absence of uh, clear agreements between the appointed service providers and the banks has also been highlighted. How has this lack of transparency indeed affected the accountability, as well as the credibility of the entire payment system? I think uh, you know the word transparency is very important in this in this answer. Mm. Uh, we we haven't seen transparency from NASFAS with regards to this tender. Um, we haven't seen the agreements that you just referred to, uh, other than some of the service providers in very fine print on their website will say we are affiliated with a certain bank, uh, but we don't know what is the uh, the contents of those agreements, and that's problematic. We need that transparency. Uh, on transparency, up until now, NASFAS has never, uh, you know, been transparent on the fees that they uh, that the students will charge. We all know uh, that they will charge the students. We all know about the 12 rand monthly fee, but it's the transaction fees that that that's not published that we don't know. Uh, and if we look at uh, students that posted on social media some of their mini statements, their bank statements. We can see that those fees are just to make an EFT, uh, you know, electronic transfer. You pay 30 rand for a transfer of a thousand rand, and then you cannot transfer more than a thousand rand at a time. You must do two transfers if you want to transfer your whole allowance to your own personal bank account. Right. So we need more transparency, you know, all over uh, with this with this scheme.
So as Alta, you've shared uh, this information with the Special Investigating Unit uh, regarding the tender awards and the NSFAS system. Uh, could you elaborate a bit further on the collaborative efforts between uh, Alta and the SIU to address these issues? Well, I think we must, it's, uh, I must just mention this, that we, uh, um, you know, supplied information and handed over information to the SIU from, I think, 2017 already when there was an SABC investigation that we also did. So there's a very good relationship between ourselves and the uh, Special Investigating Unit. Um, we, I can unfortunately you know, not comment on their findings or where they are in the process of this investigation because they will not uh, re- you know, reveal anything up until the day when, they are, when the investigation is finalized. But um, I, can, I can say this, that uh, ALTA and the SIU has got a very good and healthy working relationship. And apart from ALTA's efforts, uh, you mentioned that students have also taken actions such as uh, submitting complaints uh, to the public protector and legal challenges uh, that they faced as well. How do these actions indeed contribute to the overall effort to address the challenges posed by this new direct payment system and the service providers tender awards as well? I think it just highlights the fact that, uh, you know, the students uh, who are the end users and who are involved in the scheme and who, on, on to whom the scheme was forced, um, that they use different avenues to, um, you know, uh, say to the public and say to the, uh, their co-students, listen, we are not happy about this system. That's why there's a complaint to the public protector and a uh, specific group um, going, you know, uh, the litigation route. And then we've seen the march to the union buildings a week or two ago where students want to say, listen, we've got a voice. Please listen to us. And uh, just to come back, Klantler, I want to mention this. Um, before this tender was advertised, there were two previous tenders for the same uh, uh, service, you know, to, to, to pay students their allowances. Those two tenders make provision for the service provider who will facilitate the, the, the payments to pay directly into a student's bank account, the bank account of his choice. And with this uh, specific tender, that free choice of where you want to bank, with who do you want to associate, was taken away and this system and this scheme is forced upon the students. So um, I do think, you know, we have got sympathy with the students if they complain about this system, not only taking away their free choice, but also, you know, uh, paying a lot of money for that free choice that was taken away. And just as a clarity uh, a question posed to you, uh, Rudy, you, you said that Outer reported that uh, NSFAS had not published the agreed fee structure with these service providers. Again, the, the word transparency comes to light. What implications does this lack of transparency have for the students and taxpayers who are stakeholders of the NSFAS system? I think, you know, first of all, one must just say that I don't think and I don't, I don't believe that NSFAS played open cards with the student representatives from the start. Because if I said this is the monthly fee and this is the uh, excessive fees that you are going to pay when, we, when you use this card, the students would never have, you know, uh, or they would have raised their voices a long time ago. But the lack of transparency denied them that, that right and that opportunity. Um, the other thing, uh, you're talking about the taxpayers. One must remember that the student fees 
are paid by the taxpayer. Um, in 2017, when former President Zuma announced free education, and this scheme, uh, the scheme was uh, transferred or, or from a from a bursary scheme and a loan scheme to a free allowance or an allowance scheme, you didn't see taxpayers going to the streets and, and say, "Listen, we don't want to help students to pay uh, their studies." And 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 the taxpayers accepted that. And for four years, we have seen. Um, that there is money, the budget makes provision for it, so that the money is there. The taxpayers are happy. Nobody's complaining about the free education. Right. What we are complaining about is that uh, if I, uh, as a taxpayer, want this student to have 1,650 1, rand a month allowance, I want him to have that specific amount, not uh, taking off 100 rand just because he's transacting with that money. Rudy Heineke, he's the project manager at uh, Alta. Let me thank you for your time, Rudy. Uh, good to have you f- on the show to explain the situation to us. And Alta uh, even brought in the SIU to join the investigative party and probing whether these tender awards were a financial fumble that's leaving students in a lurch. And can you believe it? I mean, chaos ensued after the new direct payment system was introduced, a total mess that students demanded to be scrapped. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.